stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Uh, Ken King had told us last Friday that we would see details this week of what it was the Flames had put on the table when talks broke down in July, which is their version of what happened. But it's clear the two sides are not talking. And it's clear the two sides are far apart. We saw last week what the city had proposed. And we see today more or less what the Flames had proposed. Now, there were some details about this that leaked out last week. And it doesn't seem to be as much detail in this release today as maybe what Ken King had suggested would be the case. Uh, But more or less, the Flames are looking to split the costs of a new arena with the city. And they have different, I guess, a different view on what constitutes a team contribution. As they see it, looking at a $500 million arena, $225 million of that would come from the city via a community revitalization levy. And we'll get into what that would mean in a second. The Flames, they say, would contribute $275 million toward the construction of an arena. Now, they say that would be owned by the city. And the money would constitute, would represent basically a prepayment of rent for 35 years. And also included in that would, of course, be a ticket tax, which the city sees as something different than a contribution from the team. So Ken King released that today. As you heard, he was on with Gord Gillies this morning in the morning news and not really eager to talk about the details of this. But they've moved on, as he says. Um, They've given up. The idea of trying to build a new arena in the city of Calgary, and they'll focus on hockey and try to make do in the Saddle Dome for as long as is feasible. Well, joining us for some thoughts on where things go from here, very pleased to welcome the program here this afternoon. Kent Wilson covers the Flames for The Athletic here in Calgary, former editor-in-chief of Flames Nation. Kent, thanks for making some time for us here. Yeah, my pleasure, Rob. Let me give you a second before we get into this, uh, just to to let people know about The Athletic. It's a really interesting concept. This has now been rolled out right across Canada, other cities in North America. Tell us a bit about what we need to know. Yeah, it's a a new subscription model uh, website for sports coverage. It kind of started in Chicago. It's it's backed by some VC dollars, and, you know, they aim to just bring the best sort of content and experience for people for readers rather than you know rely having to rely on banner ads and 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 things like that so it's a bit of an experiment uh, but it seems to be going well so far all right now you've been covering this uh, arena drama for some time now and and i think as we've seen in other cities i mean these these things do get acrimonious they they do tend to drag out are you surprised by anything so far uh yeah I'm surprised by some specifics just because it's it's always an interesting a give and take. But this is kind of traveling along a well-worn path. Uh, there's an entire book written on how teams go about this called Field of Schemes, which people can check out. But it's, right. uh, you know, teams start out talking about partnerships and economics and, and benefits to a city. And if, if that doesn't get them where they want, in terms of the subsidy, then you start seeing, you know, as you say, the acrimonious stuff now and, you know, threats to move and, and other things. Basically, whatever they can say to, to get the money they want. So we didn't get a lot of detail released today, but just kind of an overview, I guess, of, of what they envisioned. What did you make of that? Uh, it was... Uh, I don't know what to make of it because it was so short on details. And there's a lot of 
weird things kind of mixed in. They, they talk about, you know, how incremental property tax revenue around the arena is kind of considered the Flames' contribution to the arena, and that's, that's some very wonky accounting, if you ask me. They don't sort of break out how the Flames themselves are going to be contributing. They give you one big number, but uh, does that include ticket tax? Does that mean they're going to pay it all up front, or is it going to be a, a rent per year? Um, it's it's confusing. Right. So if the money they're going to put up front is in lieu of paying rent for 35 right. years, so if we're to look at it as 35 years worth of rent, is it really a contribution mm-hmm. toward the capital cost of the building? Yeah, exactly. If and They kind of have, want to have their cake and eat it, too, when they say this is going to be city-owned, because uh, that's actually not a benefit to the city, especially if they're not collecting rent and revenues from the assets. So the city owning the rink means they don't get property tax from it. And that's a really big consideration when you're building (laughs) huge buildings, especially as uh, suggested in the CRL zone. Right. Uh, And and just to point that on property tax, because, yeah, you're right. I mean, if the city owns it, there's no property tax. If the flames own it, they're responsible. It's a big Mm -hmm. building. I'm sure it would be a considerable sum. Do we have any idea of what that would be on an annual basis, what that would mean in terms of, of the Flames' profit, because their profit would change dramatically under this, this whole proposal, too. It would. Um, it's it's really hard to calculate um, property tax just sort of on the back of the napkin because there's a, a bunch of things that go into it, sure. uh, not the least of, you know, um, as people have probably heard, property tax is going to change in the suburbs in Calgary just because there's so much absent office space in the downtown area. So my guess is it would be number of millions of dollars, maybe $5 million, maybe 10 per year, which is a big chunk of change. But then, you know, they want to build a big, very big building on a very big chunk of land and make a lot of revenues out of it every year. And that's the way most businesses operate. Now, as the Flames see it, the city benefits because the arena comes, everything else comes around. And they point to what's going on in Edmonton. The arena's there. Now we're starting to see development around at this so-called ICE district. Uh, hence this, this concept of CRL. So w- what do people need to know about this approach and what to make of what's been happening in Edmonton? Well, there's a couple of things. Um, one, Calgary's situation isn't really comparable to Edmonton at this point. I would say Calgary's almost overdeveloped. Uh, given there's a 30% office vacancy rate downtown, there's still more condo buildings being built. So it's not like um, there's all this latent uh, demand that they need to fill with more office buildings or more development there. So it's it's kind of a tough bet for the, the city to make right now, given uh, the economic realities. And the other thing to keep in mind is a lot of economic studies have been done on arenas and their ability to revitalize areas and, and bring a lot of economic benefits. And usually... Those say there really isn't a lot of those, or at least not to um, justify the hundreds of millions of dollars that teams frequently ask for. Because Edmonton's interesting, from what I've been reading, that while there are office towers being built around the arena, you're, you're seeing increased vacancy in other parts of downtown. And that's kind of the question that gets raised in this whole conversation, that let's say we build an arena in Victoria Park, or even if we built Calgary Next, and office towers, condos started going up, does that represent office towers and condos moving there from elsewhere in, in Calgary, or are they office towers and condos that otherwise wouldn't exist but for the arena? Yeah, that's a good point. A lot of the economic studies that have been done on CRLs themselves, which are also called TIFs in the States, is that it usually just pushes 
uh, development and money around rather than generating new money. So, you know, political will and and uh, things get concentrated in the CRL area, but it pulls development otherwise that may have happened uh, elsewhere in the city. So there's some uh, studies that have shown that cities that depend on TIFs and CRLs for development grow slower than cities that do not. That's interesting. And because, I mean, we already have a CRL that exists in the East Village, and I think it benefited because it encompasses the Bow Tower, which was probably going to be built anyway. I don't think it's necessarily part and partial to what's going on in the East Village. But the challenge of either extending that CRL or having competing CRLs, that's another dynamic to this story that that poses a problem for Calgary, I think. Yeah, and when I initially read... uh the presentation this morning, that was one of the biggest confusing parts for it because it's it's right next to or on top of an existing CRL. And, you know, those can last for 20 years and they have to be okayed by the province. And I don't even know how you would piggy, piggyback it on top of the existing one appropriately. So it's that's another sort of confusing area here. Do you think, though, the city is, is giving the flames a bit of leverage by saying that we... we have a vested interest in building up this area. We envision a district anchored by an arena. If it, if it seems as though the city now has a vested interest in this going ahead, how does that change the dynamic of these negotiations, if if they are negotiations at this point? <laughs> well, it, it looks like it's it's almost an olive branch to say, look, we do have plans to do something here. We think an arena could be part of that vision um, it may have been a way to, to get talks going again, but you're right. It, it is another way for the owner, ownership and Ken King to come along and say, well, okay, if, if you have that, then you can't do this without the arena. And that's actually not really true when it comes to revitalization and, and development in areas that they didn't need an arena in East Village to do it, and they don't necessarily need an arena to do it in Vic Park. It's just it could be one of the visions to execute there if things make sense. Right. Yeah. So... To me, and I, I said it earlier, I said, look, if, if the city were to pick up the phone and call Ken King and say, we like your offer, I, I think it's pretty clear that the, the flames would jump at that. So the idea that this is all finished and over and it's done, I, I don't buy that. But what do you, who, who do you think needs to make the next move here? That's a good question. And as you say, this is more a negotiating tactic than anything else. And, and I think hockey fans can relate to some of the posturing that's going on here because they've lived through two... Uh, lockouts where we saw uh, two very powerful entities fighting with each other in public. So I don't know what's next. It may come down to the election. Mm-hmm. I think the Flames are kind of trying to make this an election issue, so potentially to push people to get more arena-friendly people into the administration. And it may be a little bit more sniping back and forth here, but it uh, it wouldn't surprise me if things are breaks are kind of put on everything and, and we wait to see how things change in, in a month or two here. All right. Well, we'll leave it there for now, Kent. Uh, more at theathletic.com. Thanks for making some time for us here. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, Rob. All right, take care. That's Kent Wilson, covers the Flames for The Athletic in Calgary. And kind of an interesting approach they're taking. Uh, Eric Duhatchek, for example, if you follow hockey in the Flames, you know who he is. Been covering the Flames since, well, basically, really since they moved to Calgary. Uh, yeah, he left the Global Mail to, to join The Athletic, too. So it's... Yeah, it's a unique approach where they're banking on people being willing to pay a premium to read in-depth content. So no ads, none of that. So that's the approach they're taking. So Kent Wilson's part of their team. He'll be covering the Flames this year for The Athletic. 403-974-TALK is our number. We're back with more right after this.
Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.